will be to be in Arafat the next day, which is a totally barren land. Him will be to be in Arafat the next day, which is a totally barren land. But what the command of Allah Ta'ala is, that is where he is. So what is this teaching a person throughout this entire journey? That it is the love of Allah wa Ta'ala that should dictate a mu'min's life. Here this is a specific amal. This is a specific action and a specific amal. But what he's being taught is that just as here he had the opportunity of performing salah in front of Kaaba Sharif. And 100,000 times reward. But he's told the reward for you now is you want to perform hajj, you have to go to Mina. And then from there you'll have to go to Arafat. You don't go to Arafat, your hajj won't get made. You say, no, I'll cling on to the Kaaba Sharif here. I'll stand at Multazam. You can stand at Multazam, but your hajj won't get done. You'll have to go to Arafat. And then from Arafat, he'll come to Muzdalifa. And again in Muzdalifa, he will spend the night beseeching Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Now he comes again and all this is again the reminder of the sacrifice of Ibrahim and his family, the sa'i that he made, the zamzam that he drank. All this brings back those same memories. And then he comes to pelt the jamarat, which again reminds him of the azam and how firm Ibrahim was on the command of Allah Taala, that nafs and shay- that shaitan could not come in any way between him and the command of Allah Taala. So this pelting reminds him of that also. And then again he comes back for the tawaf ziyarat. And then he'll go back to Mina and spend the nights there, the days there, and the nights there. Now all this going to and fro, whatever the command of Allah Taala is, as Nabi Sallallahu taught it, Whereas a person uses his own logic, uses his own mind, he'll say, I'm here in front of Kaaba Sharif. I will be at the Multazam. I'll stay inside the Hatim. All that has its virtue in its place. But you want to make your Hajj, you have to follow this procedure. What we learn from this is that the Ishq and the Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala will come in the way that Allah wa Ta'ala has commanded. Many a times a person feels he wants to do something out of his zeal to do something good. But how is that good done? Sometimes the intention is very noble, but that good is done in a way which displeases Allah Ta'ala. The person, for example, he wants to express his feelings about maybe that Allah's beloved Nabi Wasallam has been, his honor has been defiled. So now he has to express his feelings Every mu'min who has any iman in his heart, he is obviously, when the slightest amount of disrespect is shown to anything of deen, it affects him. What about the disrespect to Allah, Nabi Wasallam? why won't it affect him? But Allah Ta'ala is not in need of us to serve deen in a way that tramples the commands of Allah Ta'ala. And Nabi Wasallam is not happy with us doing something for deen in a way that goes against what he thought. The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala speaks about or says in one ayat of the Quran Sharif that 
الذين ضل سعيهم في الحياه الدنيا وهم يحسبون انهم يحسنون صنعا there on the of qiyamah there be many people who would come in a very general note obviously that many people would come who had done something or the other in the world which they thought was very great but alladhina dalla sa'yuhum fil hayati ad-dunya all their efforts that they made in that regard all gone in vain wa hum yahsabuna annahum yuhsinuna sun'a they thought they were doing something excellent why why it went in vain because it didn't conform to what allah tabarak wa ta'ala commanded it didn't conform to the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so the ishq and the muhabbat of allah taala will direct a person towards that which allah and his nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam pleased with allah taala is not pleased with something the love of allah taala won't want to have anything to do with it if nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not going to be happy with something then the aashiq of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be far away from it so this entire amal of hajj it teaches us this ishq teaches us this love and a true lover is worried about and concerned about what will please the beloved not how he can get some satisfaction out of doing what he wants to do but what will please the beloved so this is what the entire amal of hajj is teaching us and it is such a great thing whereas for salah also person is promised the reward of jannat for zakat for other great actions when it comes to hajj it is as if it's exclusive to this al hajjul mabrur laysa lahu jazaa'un illa al jannah al hajjul mabrur that hajj which is full of birr virtue in other words there is no sin incurred in it it's only filled with virtue only filled with good deeds no sin of any sort fala rafasa wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj that neither is there any immorality any immodesty and neither any sin committed no any quarreling and fighting with anybody and filled with virtuous deeds then such a hajj al hajjul mabrur laysa lahu jazaa'un illa al jannah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says there is no other reward but jannah it is as if this has the become the peak of it so we started off at this point that the entire journey of hajj and all the amal that are performed in this time brings back the memories of ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and his sacrifices and what he did and in the quran sharif allah taala says huwa sammakumul muslimin that ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is that personality who gave this title of muslimin to us so this entire time and period that we pass brings back all this that ibrahim alayhi salam gave us this title so who are we we are muslimin so who is a muslim so there's various ways in which this can be discussed but one definition of a muslim which rabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave who is a muslim al muslimu man salima al muslimun min lisanihi wa yadihi who is a muslim a muslim is somebody who others are safe from his tongue and his hand from his word and his deed his word and his action nobody has any fear from him nobody gets any taklif and any inconvenience from him that is a muslim now this 
time that we remember the sacrifice of Ibrahim Salaam, we bring back to mind this reality as well. That he gave us this title. And because this is included in us, that this is our life, that nobody is harmed by our deed or word, word or deed. What is a Muslim? A Muslim is one who goes out of his way to serve the next. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion, he came to visit Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala Wherever he used to sit while he was Amir al-Mu'mineen, wherever he used to sit and sort out his whatever affairs are. So Abu Bakr wasn't there at that moment, but he saw one list attached to the wall. In that list was the names of all those who are very elderly, weak, sick, who cannot do their work on their own. So all those names were there. And next to each name, that who has taken responsibility to see to the needs of this person? This was the society. That every person was taken care of. Whoever it may be. Unfortunately nowadays, even parents are dumped by their own children. Where here, it could be somebody, the person is not known by anyone in that community. But he is part of the community. He will be seen to. So this whole list was there. This person very elderly, this person very ill, whatever, and who has taken responsibility. Right at the bottom of the list was the name of some, this very old lady. And who's taken responsibility? Nobody. Well, nothing. Blank. So Umar thought, well, this is blank, so inshallah tomorrow I will go and take care of this and make the khidmat. And khidmat used to be to go bring the water from the well and bring it to the house, maybe sweep the house, see to whatever other, maybe milk the animal if that's required. So this used to be the khidmat. He said, let me go and do it. So he went after Fajr. He got there after Fajr. So he knocked on the door. So he said, Ya Amma, O mother, I've come to do whatever the khidmat is required. She said, well, the khidmat is already done. Somebody came and already did it. He says, who did, who was the person who came? I don't even know. He comes and he goes. When he comes, he says, he wants to come and attend to whatever the needs are. I go away on one side. Up to today, he didn't give me his name. I didn't ask him. I haven't seen him who he is. So Umar decides the next day, I will come before Fajr. So he comes earlier, before Fajr. He knocks, that I've come to do whatever the work is, bring the water, etc. He says, already done? It's already done. Fajr time, before Fajr, already the khidmat is done. The third day he decided, I'm going to come to see who the person is. After Isha Salah, he came over immediately and sat down in some spot close to that house to now observe who is coming. What's going on here? We are talking about who is a Muslim. So as the time passed and it became late after midnight, he can very, very hear that somebody is coming very silently, almost like tiptoeing. And in the darkness when he heard somebody coming, very, very quietly, very softly, he came out and he said, Mananta, who are you? So the next thing he hears, the voice of Amir al-Mu'mineen, 
حضرت ابو بکر رضی اللہ عنہ از ابو بکر سو امیر المؤمنین یو ہیر ناؤ ایٹ دس ٹائم اینڈ یو ڈنٹ ایون میک اٹ نون اینڈ آن دیٹ لسٹ اٹ واز بلینک یو ڈنٹ ایون رائٹ یور نیم دے دیٹ یو ہیو ٹیکن دس ریسپانسبلٹی سی دس آئی ہیو ڈسائڈڈ دیٹ دس از اونلی بٹوین می اینڈ اللہ تعالی نو بڈی آل شوڈ نو اباؤٹ اٹ دس از دیٹ اخلاص دیٹ سنسیئرٹی no desire to be known anywhere no desire that i should have a name somewhere that my name must be in light somewhere i must be given some recognition i must be treated in a certain way i must be given some acknowledgement nothing la nuridu minkum jazaa'a wala shukura they did something for allah taala alone they didn't even want anybody to say jazaakallah also though that's other part of it that, that person should be fulfilling his duty of saying jazakallah but they didn't desire it we did for allah taala alone la nuridu minkum jazaa'an wala shukura we don't want any compensation we don't even want any gratitude from you who we did it for allah taala will grant it so this is the ikhlas no desire for any kind of shuhra this is unfortunately a very very serious malady that affects our hearts the desire for some kind of recognition i should be recognized sometimes for example a person sits and he daydreams in the night also he daydreams so what is daydreaming about that i did this and i did that and so many people benefited then shaitan says well actually you are this aspiring that you, what you are doing you know inshallah you'll have this opportunity to do some dini service so you'll do some service to the community and thousands will but behind that what is that desire that when i serve the thousands then people carry me on the shoulder also my name will come in the papers as well i'll probably be on the airwaves also so behind that is this desire so that time why doesn't the person he says no well actually the desire is for the benefit of the people the people should benefit so desire that your friend did it you want the you desiring for the people desire your friend did it and he became mashallah very well known and everybody was very pleased with his work why desire for yourself because i want to be that person in the light this is all the subtle things of shaitan and nafs so that total ikhlas siddiq akbar radhiyallahu ta'ala an say i want this to be between me and allah ta'ala alone but you came in now exposed it otherwise nobody knew about this then he sees him befit sees him befit says oh amirul mu'minin why did you come barefoot this is well it's late at night now it's late at night and the people are sleeping they are resting they have spent a whole day with their work whatever they are tired and if i wear my shoes and walk then on a very still night even those steps with those shoes would create some kind of sound now the shoes of those days may not have been as rubberized as nowadays they'll create some kind of sound and it might disturb somebody's sleep subhanallah amirul mu'minin of the time and he's concerned that nobody and he's going out to serve an old person to make the khidmat of somebody for the sake of allah taala alone but his concern is that nobody must even their sleep must even get disturbed nobody's sleep must even get disturbed This is al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadihi. 
that nobody must get any taklif and any harm from me in any way. My word, my deed, my action, nothing, nobody must get any harm from me. That consciousness should be developed. What am I saying? How am I saying it? Am I saying it in a way that will please somebody's heart or break the heart? Sometimes what I'm saying is right. But how am I saying it? I need to rectify somebody. How am I rectifying it? Am I bringing happiness to the heart or am I going to break that heart? So this is that lesson that Ibrahim wasalam, he gave us this title that there's something for you in this title. And Nabi Islam defined that title. Actually there's so many different dimensions in this Islam which is total submission which Ibrahim wasalam, taught. And Allah's Nabi Islam highlighted and emphasized but together with that is this aspect as well. That we become conscious about how we conduct ourselves. And there's so much of this in the lives of our Kabir, in Ahlullah. To what extent, what kind of Hazrat Shah Ismail Shaheed, he left the masjid, oh, sorry, this was another incident, Hazrat Muhammad Yaqub Nanuti, he left the masjid late at night after Isha and he's walking home. So somebody started walking along with him. After a while, as they came close by to some place, this person was probably walking a little distance behind him. He suddenly observed that he stopped, took off his shoes and then held his shoes in his hand and then he walked a certain distance. After having walked a certain distance, then he put his shoes on again and carried on walking. This person caught up with him or the next day he asked him, the Hazrat, I saw this very ajeeb thing. What is the meaning of this? Why did you at that point, certain place, you stopped, took your shoes off, then you walked bare feet and then after a while you went on and, and then you wore your shoes again. Subhanallah, people who have these hearts, he said actually it's not something to be told, it's not something to be spoken about. But nevertheless, that stretch which I walk bare feet on. There's this one woman that lives there who is a woman of ill repute. But when she was much younger, there was a very constant stream of feet walking in that direction. Now she's of advanced age. So the direction probably is gone elsewhere. But she nevertheless is still probably she still is living that kind of life. So she is probably still sitting and waiting. So when I come close to that point, I take my shoes off, that she mustn't even get this false hope. Because when she will hear those footsteps then passing and going away, then she would still feel some kind of hurt. I don't want to cause even that hurt. Though her hurt is for some wrong reason. I don't want to cause even that hurt. I rather not cause any hurt. I'll just go away quietly. So that my shoes also, the sound of those footsteps also is not heard. If a person has that kind of heart and that kind of concern not to cause hurt to somebody of that nature, then where will such a person cause any kind of taklif to those who are the righteous servants of Allah Ta'ala? Those who are their near and dear ones. Those who are of service to them. This is a very, very fundamental aspect in a woman's life. 
Nobody gets any kind of taklif. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. So this is a lesson that no matter how much we revise it and emphasize it, it will be still very little. Because it's a lesson for every day of our life, every minute of our life. This is something which when a person is not conscious about, many a times all the other great amal a person does. Sometimes he's made tilawat for a couple of hours. And then he says one statement to somebody, he gave away his whole hours of tilawat to that person. He sometimes spent the night in tahajjud. And the next morning he did something which caused some taklif to somebody, he gave his whole tahajjud away. Sometimes he gave his whole umrah away, gives his whole hajj away. So this is something that we have to be conscious of. And this is the lesson we get together with all the other lessons of Ibrahim and after all these other lessons that Nabi Islam taught us, may Allah grant us a tawfiq of taking these lessons to heart and living them. This is what this, what the object is. Merely talking about it, merely listening to it, that won't achieve anything. The purpose of talking and listening is that it comes into my life, comes into our lives, that we become practical on these aspects. We live the life of a Muslim. We live the life if we are conscious of this. The first step is that consciousness. What am I going to say? What is going to be its effect? What I'm going to do? What will be its effect? Sufyan Sawri says that I fear, I fear even taunting or mocking a dog because I worry about it that because I taunted a makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, it must not happen that I am also made to do something as stupid as that. The dog might have done something stupid. It's a dog after all. So I fear taunting that animal. Is that, if a person fears taunting an animal, what about insan? I fear taunting that animal also out of fear that I may be also made to do something foolish before I pass away. Why did you taunt that makhluk of Allah? So this is the level to which they were concerned about not giving any taklif to any creature of Allah. What about insan? So may Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq that we live this life that Nabi Islam taught, this life of a true Muslim and a mu'min Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us with this. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We seek for a short while and then make dua. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه ورارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی 
मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ दे सारी बस्ती को बस्ती बस्ती कहता जा अल्लाह 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 اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى 